entering the city from the western gates, the people could tell who had arrived before they could ever lay eyes on a person. Pontius Pilate and his entourage visited the city as they did every year as Passover approached. Pilate and his cohort had no actual interest in Passover, but they came in full force to subdue possible riots as the faithful Jewish presence congregated. Pilate rode a war horse, jet black, unnaturally large in size, with eyes of fire. He was flanked by Roman guards, too many in number to protect one man, but clearly present for the purpose of controlling the crowds. The Romans always put forth that their sole purpose was to protect the people, but they didn't any more care about the well-being of the masses than a hunter does his prey. As the procession neared the gates of the town, the ground began to shake under the weight of the horses. Like a tidal wave rippling across the city, all ran to take cover, lest they become a casualty of convenience. On the opposite side of the city, a strange noise was being lifted up. Cries of Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Entering from the eastern gates was a man precariously poised on a donkey. For all the throngs of people that surrounded him, it was difficult to make out exactly what was going on. He was enveloped by young and old, sickly and well, most unrecognizable one to another, as many had followed him into the city. People were waving garments and branches in his direction. There were shouts of joy, as well as sobs of anguish. Yet for all their noise, there was a surprising sense of order, especially given how many were gathered. The cries of Hosanna only got louder as the two processions unknowingly inched closer and closer to the center of the city. Almost as soon as people had retreated to the safety of their homes in fear of Pilate, they crept back into the vulnerable streets in curiosity of the throngs gathered around this man on a donkey. What I've just read you is nothing more than my own imagined historical reconstruction of the events of what we now refer to as Palm Sunday. Two biblical scholars, John Dominic Crossan and Marcus Borg, put forth that the image of dueling processions embodies the central conflict of this week that leads to Jesus's crucifixion. Their entrance from opposite sides of the city symbolizes their diametrically opposed purposes. Pilate makes his entrance, yielding threats with pomp and circumstance as the paradigm of earthly kingship. Jesus enters surrounded by those without any discernible power or influence or weapons, representing an entirely different kind of kingship. The kingdom of God and the power of the empire are set on a crash course and destined to collide. Now, the idea that Jesus would have known where to get a donkey, who would assist his disciples, and how, it all sounds ridiculous unless we stop to consider that Jesus had spent his whole life living under the oppression of the Roman army. Jesus had spent his whole life participating in the festival of the Passover with many other faithful followers who made the trip to Jerusalem. Jesus was intimately familiar with both Roman imperial power and Roman imperial theology. For a bit of context from Crossan and Borg, the emperor was not simply the ruler of Rome, but the son of God, 
It began with the greatest of emperors, Augustus, who ruled Rome from 31 BCE to 14 CE. His father was the god, Apollo, and inscriptions refer to him as son of God, Lord, and Savior, the one who had brought peace to earth. After his death, he was seen ascending into heaven to take his permanent place among the gods. So you see, Pilate's procession was not simply an affront to their social order, but to Jewish theology. It is no coincidence that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is set in opposition to the well-known imperial procession. Holy Week is the unfolding of the confrontation between the primary procession and the counter-procession. Now, if that were the only conflict, it might be rather simplistic to proclaim the heavenly kingdom over the earthly kingdom. But then there's more. Though Jesus was raised faithfully in the Jewish tradition, he found much at fault with the faith as it had developed over time. To be clear, this does not mean fault with the Jewish faith in principle, but rather the ways in which it had become unlike that which God had hoped it would be. The temple and those who had come to power in the temple used it as a tool for domination. Their theology evolved to proclaim the temple was the singular dwelling place for God. This allowed those who ruled in the temple to gain greater and greater power, proclaiming it as the center of devotion, mediator of forgiveness, location for sacrifices, and destination for pilgrimages. To get to God, one had to go through the temple. Now this was a disruption of the generous message God had for all of God's people. Our reading from Luke's gospel concludes by pointing towards the nature of this conflict. The Pharisees are quoted as those who teach the faithful people to abide by the most strict interpretation of scripture. Teacher, order your disciples to stop. Jesus is set on a crash course to collide, not only with Roman imperial forces, but with the Jewish authorities and the power that they claimed. I cannot help but think about the conflicting processions that are unfolding halfway across the world on a daily basis. Vehicles full of armed soldiers in uniform yield weapons in every possible direction. Tanks which give the impression of impenetrable strength send citizens underground and out of sight. Meanwhile, civilians with no military experience donate used bottles for the purposes of creating homemade weapons that might deter military might. Fathers, brothers, uncles, and sons have become soldiers in a battle for their freedom. The whole situation, the presence of violence and force, is a tragedy that's, unplay- that's playing out on live television. The images are too powerful to dismiss. Pilate mounted on his war horse, colliding with Jesus on a donkey. Jesus out in the world, healing and loving, threatening the powerful temple authorities, greedily restricting access to God. Ordinary citizens conscripted into a war that showed up at their front door. If following Jesus means necessarily experiencing confrontation, then we are well on our way. This is not the type of confrontation we can simply watch from the safety of our windows, assuming conflicts will resolve themselves. 
Jesus mounts a donkey and makes what was once old new. Jesus gives new life to the heart of the Passover, offering himself as a new kind of sacrifice. As Luke's gospel tells it, the whole multitude of disciples joined in Jesus' procession, lifting their voices in shouts of Hosanna. Palm Sunday points towards the dueling processions, the moment of tension and the points of conflict that we encounter day after day. The way of Jesus heads straight for the heart of these conflicts to the cross. This week, as we remember and revisit the event of Jesus' passion, let us find clarity about the work that is before us. Following Jesus means following a path that will lead to confrontation. We will be confronted with the authorities and with those in power. We will need to wade into deep waters and disrupt old narratives that do not share full truths. We will need to be honest about the ways in which the beloved institution of the church has wandered far from God's intentions. We will certainly be forced to take our place in the counter-processions that unfold every single day in an affront to the kingdom of God. There are no bystanders, and hiding in our homes is not an option. Either we are complicit in the imperial procession of the empire, or we are participants who cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. There is but one path that will lead us to communion with one another and with God. Amen.